But the deal is property works over a time frame. The longer you have it, the better. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hello and welcome to the Australian Property Podcast. Hello, how are you? Welcome Freedom Fighters. That's right. So if there's any Freedom Fighters on board, type in hashtag Freedom Fighter. Yeah, and watch the live, type in hashtag live and hello and welcome to our show. This is um, my last show in Australia. That's it. I'm out of here. Gone. Yes, I'm going Leaving to Thailand next Tuesday <laughs> and then I'm going to India. I'll be back. But, um, you know, I'll see uh, what happens. So um, today we're going to be talking about the budget. And yes. um, this is going to be a very interesting, interesting topic. Well, actually, much ado about nothing, really, the budget this year, because nothing much has happened, but I will go through it all and how it pertains to property. You know, it's an election year. So during election year, what happens in budgets normally is the government's always um, trying to pander to all the, all the electorate and doing that, everything else like that. So there's been a lot of spending on infrastructure. They've, um, you know, with the Ukraine-Russian war, what's been happening is petrol prices have been going up. They have, dramatically. <laughs> well, what the government's done is they've cut out the fuel excise of 22 cents per litre. They're set to drop again, though, aren't they? Petrol prices, yeah, of course they are. Yeah. But the government's done this, and you know what they're going to do? This is my theory. They're going to cut it down and leave it that way until after they get elected and then push it back up. Oh, okay, okay, just tricky. As, as they normally do because um, yeah. it's a it's an election year, so you're going to have really cheap fuel till they get elected, probably going to be no interest rises till they get elected either, and a lot of stuff like that. But what we need to do is we need to start planning for the future. We do. How's it going to affect us? How's it going to affect property and everything else like that? So, you know, at the end of the day, I think it was quite predictable, and usually in election year it is, right? They splashed a whole cash out at key segments of the voting population to get them to vote, right? Yeah. Now, um, the FHBDS has been... Um, been What's uh, that? Oh. <laughs> yes. So does anyone know what the FHBDS is, right? Do no. tell. Okay. The first home buyer deposit scheme. Oh, there you go. This is where the government <laughs> guarantees the deposits of eligible borrowers allows them to borrow. Oh, I saw more. that. They upped it, didn't they? Well, what they did, they didn't up it, but what they did is they put more money in. Because what happened was um, they, they were fully subscribed last time, right? So yeah. a few years ago, since a few years ago when they started it, every single budget, every single spot was taken. So that's a good sign. And they're helping, you know, people that are starting out to get involved. And what's happening is they allow you to borrow with as little as 5% deposit without having to pay the lender's mortgage insurance. Yes. that's what I was listening to that the other day. Yep. Now, this is the funny thing. If you live in a rural area, regional area, even yep. if you already own a house, they're going to let you use this. Okay. Which people is are excited. Yep. I think you're regional, aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's right. You know, everyone, you know, high five to the regional Australians out yeah, there doing yeah. their bit, right? You're out there I've getting... You've always been regional. You've always been regional? 
I've moved from regional to regional to regional. I've never lived in um, near wow. CBD. Yeah, fascinating. See, <laughs> when I was uh, when I was eighteen, because I, I grew up, I was born and grew up in Adelaide, born and raised yep. in Adelaide, in the western suburbs. They were pretty rough when I was there, so you know, pretty rough, really rough. I went to a primary school where, you know, most of the kids that were at school with me, their fathers were either in jail or they didn't know who they were. Oh, really? Like, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, it was pretty rough, right? All right. And I didn't know any better, so I thought that's the way it was, right? Yeah. So. You know, we used to have, like, I got really good at fighting at school. Really? Because I had no choice. I mean, you know, by grade six, after two years of school, I was, like, really good at reading people, knowing if they're going to try to punch me or not, so I could punch them first. Right? It was really bad. <laughs> or you can and dodge it. You know what? I guess, you know, seven-year-olds shouldn't be learning how to fight like that. But unfortunately, no. I mean, when you go to a school, what do you do? Because my yeah. parents were immigrants, so that made it harder as well because I didn't understand English. Yeah, so when right. you got a when you got a bit of a sort of language barrier, it makes it even harder. Yeah. So yeah. when did you grasp it? Well, I learned from watching TV. Okay. And listening to other kids talk. So I've never I never went to an English class. They didn't, they didn't have them in those days. So yeah. they expect you to just they back because now if you know let's say you came to Australia and you ended up in school, they'd give you English classes to learn English. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Not in my day and age. They just, just put me in class and let you learn and work it out for yourself. Lucky you did. <laughs> well, I did. And funny enough, I mean, I would say that, you know, English is my favourite language. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I really enjoy expressing myself. And um, I was very fortunate. I had teachers that were very supportive. And I had one teacher, Mrs Myers, and, you know, she, because she wanted me to do public speaking. Yeah, right. And I was in grade two and um, she told me to do public speaking and I said, look, you know, I don't really know English that well. And she goes, no, you're very good. And, and she encouraged me to do it. And knowing that I was going to do public speaking made me do it even more and then I got applause, so I did it more and it kept going and I loved it. And here I am. I'm stopping you are. Fantastic. So it's funny, how, it's funny how people can have such a strong impact on you. Yeah, you know, they the can. Right, you know, because what happens is, we have two types of beliefs in our life. There's empowering beliefs and disempowering beliefs, you know, limiting yeah. beliefs. So some beliefs limit us and others yeah, don't. And unfortunately, a lot of these are unconscious. And if you're fortunate enough to have people that give you empowering beliefs when you're young, whether it's conscious or unconscious, it can have, actually have a profound impact on your future. And unfortunately, if you have limiting beliefs, that's going to have a profound impact, but not a good one. It's going to be a bad one. Yep, yeah. Everyone, um, a lot of people have limiting beliefs. They do, they do. And look, I mean, a lot of people that join our program have limiting beliefs. I mean, yep. you know, one, one of the things I find, which is fascinating, because I've been a real estate investor for a long time, and I can look at someone's situation and I know, are they going to do well or not well? And yep. funny enough, I was talking to a finance guy today and he was talking about one of his clients and he was saying, well, this guy can only get two properties and this other person can only get one. And I said, that's a limiting belief. Yeah. Because when I invested in property, I could only get one, just. And I've got over 40 properties now. So obviously the person looking at my loan then got it wrong. Yeah, and true. Okay, so, I, yeah, I hear this all the time. You can only go so far. Yes, but... You know, and I'm not saying the sky's the limit either. You know, yeah. you know, if you're earning fifty-five thousand dollars a year, you're not going to get ten properties. 
Mm. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. It's a limited belief. I apologise. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. It's going to be harder. But what it the true thing for people and, you know, what is about what you can and can't do is about mental, the mental side. And the mental yeah. side, and I'm going to talk about the budget later, but I want to jump into this mental side because I'm fascinated by it because today I really thought about it. And the mental side is the most important and hardest game there is. Yeah. See, in sports, you know, people that play sports and people that win gold medals and people that do really well at bodybuilding, for example, like yourself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the physical is the hard, not the hard part. It's the mental part. Yeah, it is. It's mental, for sure. Yeah, it's mental because the person that wins these competitions, the person that gets the goal, the person that gets their goals, they haven't beaten the physical game. They've beaten the mental game. The physical yeah. comes after because, you know, when you're hurting, that's a mental game, not a physical game because yeah. you're going to be in pain. And that's exactly why I'm doing that 75 hard at the moment, 75 days straight. Yeah, tell me, can you please tell me what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, so 75 hard, um, a lady introduced it to me actually. So a lot of people do this thing and it, there's rules about the 75 hard. You've got to follow them every day. Um, you've yeah, got to follow a few these rules. What, what rules? What rules? Okay, so no alcohol, um, no cheat meals, like none, no cheat meals at all. Um, How many meals do you get? Pardon? How many meals do you get? You, you, your diet is your own. You choose a diet. Oh, right, yep. yep. But and then you just no follow it for the 75 right, days. Yeah, yeah. So, diet for example, you if you go paleo, you've got to stick to paleo. If you go, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then you've got to do two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. One wow. has to be outside no matter what the weather is. If it's raining, you still do it because that's yeah. a mental thing. It is, it is, it is. Yeah. And the funny thing is I know, I know cyclists and they make the rule it doesn't matter you go, otherwise you miss out on so much training because you're like, oh, it's raining. And the weather. Like, oh, and then you, suddenly it's a slippery slope, isn't it? It, there is, there is. And then there's take a progress picture every day, read 10 pages of a book, something you're going to learn every what day, drink reading? a gallon what, of water. What book are, read, are you reading a day, today at the moment? Yeah, so I'm reading a book about a guy, actually it was behind me before, um, with, that made the Resilient Resilience Project. Have you heard of that? No. No? Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's all about resilience and and. Oh exactly what we're talking about um yeah. basically there's no good time to start anything you can put an excuse in front of an excuse in front of an excuse and never actually end up starting it stacy you what you've just said is the best bit of gold that i've heard for a long time and i was actually funny i'm talking about this today yeah. i was talking to a good friend of mine today and um actually our video guy the jib was over and we we're talking to him and i was saying i was talking about thailand so i'm flying to thailand next next tuesday morning Yep. And I've got so many projects on. And I said, I've got so many projects on. And he goes, oh, bad timing. And I said, you know what? It's always bad timing. It doesn't matter. It's always right? bad timing. Um, you know, going on a holiday is always bad timing. Starting a new job, getting married, having babies, Starting whatever it is. Perfect example. Is. I had a lady that I was working with years ago. And when I was having my first child and she was having hers, and, and she was much older than, than I was at the time I had kids young um yeah. but she said to me when she she had it she said it just kept putting things in front I'll just pay off this house or we'll just do this or we'll just do that and it was all financial things 
and before they started a family and before she knew it, she was, you know, of a certain age and she's like, oh, crap, I haven't even started yet. And she yeah, wanted. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's never a perfect time to do anything. And what you're going to do is be like Nike and just do it. And just this is the it. funny thing. When it comes to investing in property, yeah. I get all sorts of excuses. Oh, yeah. Right? People tell me, look, I'm changing jobs or I've done this or I have to do this. I have to get my stock market thing. I've got to do this. And they've got all these excuses. And the thing is, right, they've got two things wrong here. And the main thing they've got wrong is what they're doing is waiting for something and then investing in property. Yep. But the deal is property works over a time frame. The longer you have it, the better. So, so what you need to do really is flip it around buy property, and then wait. Because the yep. thing is, with property, you've got a lot of time. You're that is also time. only makes sense with the right property because oh, yeah, I've yes, yes. people that have been in it for 10 years and they never gained anything. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. And thank you for clarifying that. You've got to get it right. Yeah. Really. I mean, if you're going to do one thing in life right, get your property investing right, get your health right. Don't, 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 those are the two things that I think you should really do. You know what I mean? The thing yeah. is, I mean, you know, a lot of people, um, what they do is they work long hours and then they neglect their family, their health, their investing and all that. And the thing is, your work is like a, like a rubber ball. Yep. If you drop it, it bounces and comes back up again. Mm-hmm. But your health, it's more like a glass ball. And if you drop it from high enough, it's going to yep. and. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So you really got to get that. Don't we know it when you stop exercising or you stop stop doing something for a, for a period of time, and then you come back and start again? Oh, how well, how well, do you well, feel I'm, starting all over again? It feels like you started. You never did it before. Look, I you know I had my I had a problem. With, I had a few discs in my neck that yeah. were out, so I didn't train for two months, and it's very frustrating. It's going to take me over a year or two years to get back where I was. Yeah. You wouldn't imagine how frustrating that is. That's terrible. I know. But, I, broke, I broke my arm and it took me a good eight months before I could um, do anything up the top half of me physically again. There you go. So you know how it's like, what it's like. The thing yeah. is, what I'm doing though is I've just started slow and worked yep. my way there. And the key is with anything, you want to um, have sustainable progress and not put yourself backwards. And yep. what I used to normally do, and I've done this many times with training, is I go overboard. No. And, I, no, and no. then I really and then, <laughs> you? and then that that instead of going faster, it takes me slower. Yes, it does. Yeah. And you can do yourself an injury. It's like overtraining. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that and that's right. And that's what I always do. So I've got to really, you know, be careful of that. But there's never a good time to do anything. And with property, there's never the perfect time. However, you know, you what do you do is invest in property and then worry about everything else and do it. Because yeah. you're never going to, be able to do everything, but you've got to really get the. There's certain things in life that have a very, very big payoff. Yes. Right, and the ones that are, I like the eighty twenty rule. I want to get the twenty percent of things that give me the biggest payoff. You know, and like for example, eating healthy and working out gives you a big payoff because it gives you more energy, makes you look better, gives you more vibrancy in life, and it helps your whole life. Helps your business, helps your family, helps your relationships. Helps mind, everything. Helps everything. Um, investing in property, having property that's growing and making me money helps every part of my life. Yep. 
because you know when you've got um it's a big payoff because you you get together do it and it's a massive payoff see you know investing in the bank putting money in the bank and saving money every week and you know scraping and saving and doing that is a shit payoff because you're not getting much of a return so I'll, what I want to do is I want to get five times, ten times, a thousand times return. Yeah. And that's what we're doing through property, doing it with leverage, doing it the right way. You know, I don't want to get 2% or 1%. If that, you know, yeah. forget it. I don't want to do it. Forget that. I, want, I, I guess want there's always a starting point. If you don't have property to start with, you've got to start with a deposit. Of course you do. Of course you do because yeah. it's going to have a big payoff because once you get to that first level, see, the first ten thousand is harder than the first hundred thousand. The first yeah. hundred thousand is harder than the first million. The first million is harder than the first ten million. The first ten million is harder than the first twenty million. Yeah. I know from from experience. You know, so it's a lot easier to make twenty million than it is to make one million. Yeah. Oh yeah, so much easier. <laughs> and and making a million dollars is so much easier than, than, than saving ten thousand. And a lot of people don't get this, but it really is because as you become more, you earn more. Um, when you, the more money you've got, the more you can leverage, and it's easier. Yeah. You know. So, so for example, when I got my first deposit for my first house, I had to work really hard from seven in the morning to eleven o'clock at night and yeah. save every cent and not go out and really save every cent. That's what I had to do. Yeah. Right? That was hard work, right? Now, if I want to make a million dollars, I can lie in bed and go on holiday and make a million. Yes. Yeah, because you right. set yourself up at lot, the beginning. A lot easier, a lot easier, right? Um, and that's that's just the way it is. And the more assets you've got, the easier it is to make money, and it snowballs. Yeah. And, you know, it's a bit unfair because I spent all those years struggling, <laughs> right? And then now I don't, and I wish I could just even it out over my life so I didn't have to struggle that much. Like, yeah, oh, really? yeah. Well, let's just go back and put a bit there and a bit there. And, oh, I yeah. wish I had a time machine and I could just go, okay, George, I'm going to go back 20 years, give myself a million dollars. Yep. <laughs> Spend it right? wisely, invest it. Totally, totally. Because, um, you know, I really worked hard, damn hard, and it took a long time to work out the combination. It was really hard. But, Have you heard of the percentage of people that win Tats Lotto that blow it? Well, actually, I think it's 90% of people are actually worse off two years later. Yep. Not, not better off, worse off. And you know what? Why? Why is that? I'll tell you why. Get because, <laughs> well, they didn't. So if you get two, if you get $10 million handed to you, yep. right, one, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You've got no idea. Well, unless you're on our team. Of course, unless you're on our team. Yep, but I'm saying most, you. People, yeah, <laughs> most of have got no idea. So yep. what they do is they don't understand the tax implications. They don't know asset protection. They don't understand tax and asset. Because if you don't understand how to deal with your taxes and how to protect your assets, then you're going to lose your ass. You're, you're stuffed. Because yep. the two things the wealthy investors know better than anything is, one, how to, how to deal with your taxes and how to protect the assets, and most people don't know. And that's why these millionaires, they win the lotto yeah. and they lose all of it in tax and then lose the rest by getting sued or something or losing it. And they buy, you know, a Lamborghini. They don't realise to have a Lamborghini, you're going to have to spend, you know, 50000 a year on maintenance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, there's the I mean, ongoing costs. Yeah, or if you want a yacht, like, for example, um, one of these Russian ogliarchs, 
has got this yacht worth $980 million. Yeah, wow. Nearly a billion-dollar yacht. Now, wouldn't you love to have that given to you? Well, well I'd sell it. I don't want a yacht. Well, <laughs> yeah. Let's say you got the yacht as a gift. Yeah. And you wanted to keep it, you'd go bankrupt. Yeah, you would. Trying because to. You, know much, you know how much it costs to maintain? Have a guess. How much do you reckon it costs to maintain a super yacht per year? For, you know, for the maintenance. Two petrol, million? Uh, hey? Two mil? Two mil. <laughs> no? Try 180 million a year. 180 million a year? Yes. Wow. <laughs> that is that is next level of wealth. Imagine spending 180 grand, 180 million a year just to maintain your yacht. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like buy so, assets, not liabilities. That's a that's, that's a lot. That's why a yacht is such a liability. Like yeah. you know, crazy. That is crazy. So, yeah, so if you're gonna buy a yacht, make sure you're fil filthy rich. Filthy you're rich. Money. Like really, like you're gonna be loaded. You know, planes, yachts, helicopters, they cost a lot of money. Yeah. Because you've got a lot of maintenance and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's interesting. So let's get back to the budget, because that was okay. a bit of a tangent. That's all right. all right. We can do that. I yeah. can't bring any of the comments across, George. I can't. I'm not sure why. That's okay. Let's have a look. Let me try. Oh, you can you click on it. Try clicking on it. Okay. So let's go back to the budget. So yep. we we're talking about the first home by deposit scheme, right? Yes. So they're doing that again and they've extended it to another 10,000 places, which is great, but it's extended including regional areas. We spoke with yeah. the fuel excise. We're going to be saving 22 cents a litre. And I think petrol's going down anyway because, you know, yeah. people have sort of become more accustomed to the war in Ukraine and Russia, so things have slowed down there. Yeah. They're giving $250 bonus payment for those on income support, an additional one of four to 20 tax offset for low and middle income earners. Now, funny thing is, I mean, the economy is already running really well, right? Um, it's doing very well. So the only reason they'd be doing that is just to get voters to be excited about it. There's no need for it. We don't really need it. But, I'm, but you know, I'm sure that the low-income earners would like it and, and good luck for them, you know what I mean? And I think there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And um, basically we've our unemployment rate is actually down to 3.75%, which is really amazing. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And then there's um, $7 billion of infrastructure all around the regional areas and other places like that. So pretty exciting. So stuff. with the money that they're, the extra money that they're putting into the first home buyers, yep. that's what people get excited about. But you sort of go on the, the track that it's actually not worth it, right? Yeah, look, um, the, the thing is what happens is it is worth, worth it for some people, okay. right? So you just got to the prop. The challenge is just because something is free or given to you doesn't mean it's worth it or worthwhile. You need to really check your situation because yeah. people that pay a lot of tax they're better off buying an investment property and getting the tax benefits. Because let's say, for example, first home buyers, how much is it normally? Fifteen grand. I wouldn't even know. It's been that long. I don't, don't know what. It, let's have a look. Let, let me Google it quickly. Google it. Google away. Okay, let's have a look. 
15,000, right? 15. Here, here in South Australia, it's 15,000, probably different different states. Yeah. And sorry that I don't know what the number is, but I don't really, I don't play in that area. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I help investors. What I want to be an expert is, is really how to make money in the top 100 and how to make massive gains. I'm not Absolutely. an expert in first home buyers, and I don't want to be an expert in that because it's not my field. But the fact of it is around 15 grand. Now, if you're if you're paying 47% tax and you get a property, 80,000 tax deductions, you're going to get about 40,000 instead of 15,000. So would you prefer 40,000 or 15,000? So you need to look at the numbers. I'd rather double than 40,000. Yeah, okay. Plus you have to live in it, so you're not going to get in the right area. You want to have to, because what's the chance you're wanting to live in the area that's actually going to go up and that sort of stuff. So really... It's very rare for it to work. It does work for some people, and I think it's a great idea, and I love it. But if you want to be an investor, if you want to be, you know, a successful, wealthy investor, what you need to do is buy investment properties and rent invest. Yeah. That's the people that are making the money. That's just the way it is, right? Yep. You know, owning own home is a bit of an ego metric, and it's okay if you've got the money, but you've got to yep. make sure it fits within your finance and everything else like that. And as you know, I didn't own my own home for a long time. No, you didn't. No, do it the other way around, which makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me to do it the other way around. Like I know the area that I'm living in, being regional, is not going to go up as much as the area that I'm buying in. Yep, exactly, exactly. That's right. So that's the way it works. So basically the budget really doesn't really directly impact property much at all. No. Yep, so which is good. Right. So what's happening, they're splashing a bit of money out at the voters, trying to get more votes. That's the only reason because they don't really need to for the economy. And that's what they're doing. They're hoping to get back in. They're probably going to push the election forward and see what happens. The RBA have been talking about rate rises. Yep. And right. you know, a lot of people have been asking, George, are the rates going to go up? Look, if I had a crystal ball and I knew that, that'd be wonderful, but I don't. <laughs> However... There's one thing I've got to say about rate rises and what you need to do. One, you should prepare for them no matter what the situation. So regardless, at- regardless if they're going up or down, you should be prepared because you don't know what's going to happen. And as an as a educated property investor, what you need to do is you need to go, okay, how am I going to keep myself safe regardless of what happens to the economy? That's the way you need to think. You don't want to try to guess what's going to happen in the economy because that's that's challenging. Yeah. Guessing what's going to happen because there's people getting paid a lot of money to try to guess what the economy is doing and they get it wrong. Yeah. Right. And long term, it's you can sort of guess what's going to happen, but short term, there's a thing called a black swan event. You know, so back in England, there's only white swans. Yep. In Europe. So everyone thought all swans were white. And that was the rule. Everyone knew all swans were white. Yeah. Then they came to Australia and saw a black swan and thought, oh, my God, there's a black swan. There right? you go. And, like, for example, we didn't have a pandemic since ni- 1918. Everyone thought we weren't going to have one. Then suddenly we had one. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, black swan events can happen. You need to be ready for them. So what I suggest you do is make sure that you get the cash flow right and your property is not costing you too much money. And that way you can protect yourself if something happens. Because Look at it, maybe worst case scenario. Yeah, because what we do is we hope for the best, plan for the worst. 
in our yep. investment property. And that's what we do. But we don't be speculators. See, there's a lot of people out there, and what they do is they speculate, they overpay for property, they overleverage themselves, and they get property they can't afford. Yeah. Right? They can afford it now, this interest rate, they're going great, and they push themselves right to the edge. Yes. Now, when you've got the lowest interest rates we've ever had in history, pushing yourself to your limit is not a smart idea. You need no. to give yourself a bit of leeway. Make sure you're safe. Yeah, make sure that if rates go up, which they are sooner or later, it's going to happen. I, I can guarantee it. You know, yeah. If you've got the lowest rates ever, it's going to go up sooner or later. Yeah. And they're not going to go nuts. They're going to go slowly bit by bit. They're going to ease us into it when if they do it, right, because and they're probably going to wait till after the election. Yeah, of course. They're not going to do it before the election, are they? They're going to try to stop that from happening. Um, and that's what's going to happen. And But they're going to be very careful because they want to really not upset the Apple cart. So the RBA and APRA and the government now, they're super careful to make sure that everyone is prosperous, everyone's making – the government wants you to be rich because people that are making money are happy. They don't want everyone losing their properties or going broke or anything like that. They actually are on your side. Yeah. Right? Because – you know, a population that's making money and they're a happy population. That's what they want. You yep. know, look what happened with the lockdowns. There was protests and it just got a bit ugly. Yeah, right? of course. Then all the government started printing money and now there's no protest. Everyone's happy. Yes, true. Yeah. Yep. When the government's printing money, there's not a lot of protests going on. Um, but when people aren't making money, that's what happens. And I think that was part of the reason we had all this um, quantitative easing, all that printing of money. That was part of the reason. Because yeah. people were locked down for a long time, they're getting a bit stir crazy. The government thought, "Shit, we better give them some money and keep them happy." And yeah, good. yeah, true. They give them money to, and most of them. Well, this this time around, they saved, didn't they? A lot of the population saved. Here in Australia, we saved heaps. We are we've got lots of money. So the the other thing is, we've got so many savings to protect as a buffer. So the, our economy is looking good. Our unemployment rates are lowest it's ever been, literally. It's like awesome. forever almost. Yeah. So things are looking good. So there you go. So, guys, that is the budget. So if there's any questions, jump in very quick because soon we have to go to another group. Yeah, so if you, uh, someone's written here, if you don't take action, you'll never do it and you should surround yourself with like-minded people. That's true. Like-minded people, that helps. All right, so that is all the comments that we have tonight, George. There you go. Excellent. That's fantastic. So, guys, nice, short and sharp. That's the way I like it. That's it. We've right. got to the point. <laughs> That's right. So, look, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. You've been a great audience. Love you all. It's fantastic. I was pumped to be here. Thank you so much. And um, I'm going to see you in the Sherp. We we're going to talk to our members and have a chat to them. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, with a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income, I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. 
The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taken into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.